The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 127 of the All Dolphins podcast on this absolutely miserable weather-wise Wednesday. Really miserable if you don't like rain. It was horrible. If you don't like rain, it's miserable. Not the, not the entire day. Okay. Well, it's like living in Seattle. Okay. Or, or Montreal on a rainy day because when it rains, it rains all day. But here, you're, we're not used to this. Anyway, Wednesday, November 15th, 2023. As always... We are going to start with our jersey number, shout out, respect, whatever, number 27. Uh, I'm going to go throw out two names that I don't believe we mentioned last time. The first time we did 27, maybe we did. Two running backs, one very positive, the other one not so much. 27, Lorenzo Hampton, first round pick of the Dolphins, I want to say 1985, out of the University of Florida, whose best game Came in a very, very satisfying game, Omar. You were too young for this. Dolphins spanked with a capital S, the Jets, 45 to 3. Why didn't he work out? He was okay. He just he wasn't. Why are you saying he didn't work out? <laughs> why are you saying he didn't work out? He was okay. He was you would think a first round pick would would last longer than than his in his tenure did. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I don't believe it was injury related. I mean, he was a solid player, but nothing. Nothing special, but he was better than the fourth-round pick in 2018, who did have a 75-yard touchdown run as a rookie, and then the following year set a record or close to it for futility with lowest rushing average. I'm talking, of course, about Kalen Balage, fourth-round pick out of Arizona State. Um, he, he went on to play for Adam Gase in, I believe, with the Jets, but um, his career quickly flamed out. Um, big body athletic guy um, just didn't necessarily have the instincts to to find running lanes that weren't there in my opinion yeah he also played for the chargers he played against the dolphins for the chargers at one point and he might have had a cup of coffee with another team as well and he also didn't necessarily endear himself to the south florida media at one point when he was struggling with the rushing average nobody cares about us right? i am gonna say it anyway omar Please Nobody allow. cares about because us. Guess what? Because right or wrong, at certain times, somebody's exit will be made smoother if they're courteous to us as opposed to Kalen, who is, by all accounts, a good guy, but copped a little bit of an attitude at one point when his numbers you, were you know really what's fun, You know what's funny? Nobody likes to be criticized. And unfortunately, that's Ooh. a lot of what we do in the media is we criticize guys and, you know, I'm guilty of it. The Eichenberg Express, it's taken off. And I mean, it's just a, I'm referring to the ride that you go on when Liam Eichenberg's in the starting lineup and you just don't know what's going to happen or where it's going to go and if it's going to crash and be a disaster or if you're going to end up at your final destination. I, you know. But I here's the thing. 
to me, it's it's always, and my thing is always, and this applies to us too. We get criticized. I mean, as we look in the comments, we get criticized a lot, and everything everything is fine. It's cool and all that. Disagree by all means, but and this is this should apply to us where we're dealing with players as well. Is don't make it personal. Yep. And don't do it like like viciously. Uh, I'm I'm teetering the line with Liam, who's who's a good guy. Very where, good. Where I'm almost like, are we being unfair to him? I mean, the guy has not had a great career, but is Eichenberg Express a little bit much? Oh, anyway, I, yeah. let me finish my, can I finish? Let me finish my Balazs point, though. Go ahead. Uh, Balazs at one point after his stats were really, really poor, and at one point he got a chance to get back in the lineup, and the question, the obvious question was, do you feel this is a chance of redemption? And he very snarkily said, like, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. Okay. And we were all looking at each other like, that that basically is code word for I have to prove myself to everybody. So, yeah, and, but he, he did it in a way that he didn't garner a whole lot of sympathy from us, you know. And just so anyway, go ahead, good. Defend um, your Eichenberg Express. I, I am I am bringing up the Eichenberg Express because out of default, it looks like Robert Hunt will not be playing and not be in the lineup unless he's at practice tomorrow. But Robert Hunt, they are Mike 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 McDaniel is on a. I'm focused on getting us where we need to go when the games matter in the playoffs. And that means getting guys right. And I mean, he was talking about positions and blocking and, and, you know, if, if I put him out there at 70%, will, will that hinder him? And I need him to be effective. So I'm basically going to sit him. And by default, that means Lester Cotton and more than likely Liam Eikenberg are your starting guards for Right now, if not the foreseeable future, um, I think they're very comfortable and confident in Lester Cotton. Talk to Teron Armstead, and Teron's like, that's my guy. We're going to get it right. He's going to be good. Don't you worry. Now, the other side, we got to hold it down till Rob Hunt comes back, and it looks like Liam Eikenberg's going to be that guy. And it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out to me, the biggest issue with Liam is his ability to anchor up against 300-pounders, pass rushing. He just is looks like he's on skates. And we really got to get that cleaned up in order for, for the Dolphins to have a chance. Now, I'm not saying it's going to impact them drastically against the, against the uh, Raiders. But w- w- you are only as good as your weakest link on your team. And if your weakest link is on your offensive line, ooh, hold on, hold on. What you shaking your head for? You what you shaking your head for? Because I'm not buying it. Um, you don't believe yeah. in the Dallas Thomas effect? No, I, I, no, I do not believe that Liam Eikenberg, in a worst case scenario, has the ability to bring down the entire Dolphin offensive line and offense by consequence. Uh, against the Raiders, and with all due respect to my good friend, well, against the Raiders or against anybody, clarify your statement. I, well, I'm going to start with against the Raiders, and even against the Jets. I mean, you would have to be some kind of a dumpster fire to be so bad at one position on the offensive line at guard, mind you. Is that not Thomas? The... Why, man? This is we go with the shots again at Dallas. I, now, I'm just saying, Dallas Thomas. It, was, it wasn't just him single handedly. No, 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 no. Dallas Thomas, for every game that he started, he was good for five bad plays. No, those five bad plays would be a holding call. 
It'd be a false start. It'd be a sack he allowed. It'd be a, 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 a tackle for loss that he allowed. It'd be a whiff on a block that pressures the quarterback, leaves a sack. Those five plays could happen on any drive. And so let's say you have 10 drives and you have five negative plays on 10 drives. How helpful do you think that that is or how hurtful do you think that that is? It, it obviously doesn't help, but if you're talking about 60 offensive plays and let's say that five are ruined because of one guy, you still have 55 plays. So, yeah, and, 55 okay, plays, and, and a lot of those plays are going to be negative plays that you got to have to dig yourself out of. Third and 14s, second and 13s. And I'm not saying that you can't do it, but don't beat yourself. And to me, that's that's really my concern. I I want to give Liam the benefit of the doubt. And I want to hope that this is, to me, because here we are, the Dolphins basically said, you're a center. We're going to develop you as a center. This is what we're going to do. Everybody else is going to play over you at guard. Then we run out of everybody else. And then we're like, oh, God, we got to play you back at center. I mean, we got to play you back at guard. This is where we are. We're going to make the best of it. To me, this is the last chance. This is the this is your well, this is this is your Michael Dieter moment. You either can play or you can't play. Okay, here's the thing. Very important. And again, as I started to say before, with all due respect to my good buddy Hondo, mm-hmm. who was who was selling the Raiders defense hard. Hi, Mila. Who was selling the Raiders defense hard. They're, uh, what was it, 28th in the NFL against the run. The yards per carry average allowed, even in their wins against the Giants and the Jets the past two games, have not been good. Mm-hmm. They have one pass rusher. Max Crosby has nine and a half sacks. We're all agreed. He's a stud. Do you know stud. how many sacks their second leading sacker has? Two and a half. Yeah. And it's a middle linebacker by the name of Robert Spillane. So there is nobody on in that front. And to, there are defensive tackles or Adam Butler and John Jenkins, former Dolphins, who, who you started kind of semi, semi-dumping on yesterday. Baby, I'm taping a podcast. Can you please? Can you please go upstairs and watch your cartoons? No. Okay, sweetheart. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Adam Butler, John Jenkins, two former Dolphin interior defensive linemen who, are, who, we, who we'd like to wear okay as complementary players. Now they're frontline players for the Raiders. Hi. Not the same. Hi. Hi, Mila. Um, so I think Liam's going to be just fine. I think, and even for if, if there are issues with Liam, the Dolphin running game has been most successful running outside, not straight up the middle. Okay, that was when you had athletic guards. Right now you've got Lester Cotton who hovers around 340 pounds. Is he going to be athletic enough to get out on the edges? And I know you got Devon Achan and that speed, and it's coming back, and I think it's going to be in the lineup. But are you really comfortable saying that you have the guards to go out there and get second-level blocks in this situation? Are you sure? Well, you don't need second-level blocks to get a five-yard gain or an eight-yard gain. You might need it for a 50-yard gain. Uh and that, that may be something that's not in the cards un, until those guys come back, or at least until Robert Hunt comes back. Um, but to suggest that the running game is going to disappear, I'm not. I'm not. Hold it down. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not on board with that. I think that the offensive line is going to be just fine. 
even with Liam Eikenberg and Lester Cotton starting at guard for the Dolphins against the Raiders. Um, again, the, the Raiders, they're, they're, not, they're just really not a great team. They're a different team now under interim head coach Antonio Pierce. They're not quite – they're a 5-5 five and five team, and I don't think they're on the level as, as the Dolphins, not even close. Um, while Omar's taking care of some business, let's run down some business here with the Dolphin injury report, the first injury report of the week. DNP today, Braxton Berrios, hamstring, Chase Claypool, knee. Rob Hunt that's important because it's not the knee for Braxton Berrios. True that. Uh, Alec in gold foot, Rob Jones knee, Durham Smythe ankle. Nothing that we did not anticipate based on what's happened previous Wednesdays, based on what we saw on Monday with Berrios and Claypool. Ingold and Smythe. Smythe have been non-Wednesday guys. Uh, limited, Achan with the knee. Teron Armstead with the knee. Raheem Mostert now is ankle and knee. Before yeah. it was just knee. Watched him practice today. He needs to shut it down. Oh, as in, as in, miss a game, sit or not practice? Uh, not practice the rest of the week. Okay. In my opinion, if okay. we're going to make it to game day, that that you clearly need to to rest. Because keep in mind, it's very odd that Raheem Mostert practices on a Wednesday. It is. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with the hamstring and the knee, but that was not Raheem Mostert. So, uh, no. Uh, and then the Raiders had two guys who didn't practice two, uh, sorry, three guys, two of whom are fairly significant as their starting left tackle, Colton Miller. He's got a shoulder injury. I don't believe he played Sunday night against the jets. And then Amik Robertson, who I asked Hondo about in terms of, from my perception of him being their best cornerback, uh, he sustained a concussion in the game against the Jets on Sunday night. Did not practice. Will he clear the protocol before Sunday? Who knows? I know Hondo was was pitching Marcus Peters. I love hard. Marcus Peters. I love Marcus Peters. I Mark, think he, you know Marcus what Marcus Peters' opponent passing passer rating when targeted was against the Dolphins in week two last year. That, that's week two. What, what is his? I, I I understand that. By the way, no, and this year's is not great either. But in that game, it was one fifty three point three. The perfect okay. match is one Okay, three, yeah. okay, it, it was good. It, you know, I, was listen, it was. It, I mean, it was bad. He got picked on. He got targeted. He got abused by Tua. He probably didn't do necessary prep work that he needed to do to make it through that game, and 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 pretty much got embarrassed. But let, let's take a look at what what he is this year. Let's take a look at see where where he is in terms of his passer rating right now. It's um, not great. It's not great. And here's the thing with Marcus Peters. Oh, it's a it's a ninety four point three. It's not horrendous. It's not it's not great, but it's not disaster. Um, he's allowed 64 percent uh, of the passes thrown at him to be completed. He's allowed two touchdowns. Um, you know, it's not great, but it's not horrible. But keep in mind, this is a young. This is a guy who, you know, if he wasn't a head case or a guy that had a ton of drama throughout his career, um, he'd be a, he'd be a clear cut coveted free agent. Um, you know, 33 interceptions in his career. We're not talking about a slouch here. You catch, you catch to catch him to a, you know, he could catch to a slipping and it could cost you. No. And, and his career has been, he's only got one pick this year. His career has picked. He's got, he's gotten interceptions 
he's also somebody who's going to take gambles and he's going to get beat. Um, Absolutely, no question. And that's what happened. Um, no, but no, but he's got he's got some ability. But again, I, to me, the Raiders are a much better team with Antonio Pierce. But again, I'm going to say it again: they beat the Giants and the Jets. So at home, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm not that concerned. Hey, uh, that, anybody can get it. Anybody can get it on any Sunday. Joshua Absolutely. Dobbs is out there winning NFL games without even knowing the offense. Like, the, let's put some respect. Anybody can win a game. Why are you bringing Joshua Dobbs into this conversation? Because I, I'm, I'm making the point of like, like you you act like anything can happen on any Sunday. People people want to walk into this game and think that oh the Vikings are just going to come lay down and 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 let the Dolphins do what they want to do with them. And I'm like, no, this is a team that's dangerous because they're fighting for an interim coach. They're fighting for their their own um, safety on the organization's contracts. They're fighting for their future. It's a whole organization fighting for their future right now. And, no, and they will play hard. The Raiders will play hard. There's no question about that. Let's, but as you like to say, let's not pretend like this isn't a game talent-wise that the Dolphins should not win and win comfortably. But having said that, yes, they have to take care of their business. Speaking of what taking care of some of our business, Connor Williams spoke after practice on Wednesday, and shocker, he said the snap was his fault. Yes, he said. I, I am shocked that he would say that. Of course, he's going to say that. Um, I, I, I got from his perspective, he's got to put it on the numbers. It wasn't on the numbers. Okay, thank you. He took ownership, took responsibility. Props to him. Um, we also, we also got to get into the tour and the haircut, uh, the hair, the braids, the cornrows. We're, we're going to um, make a thing about this. I mean, we are. There's a new look tour. I know. Now, now there's a new look tour, a little bit, little bit more edgy. Um, the beard is a little thicker. The hair is cornrowed. Uh, you, 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 you're not, you're not worried about edgy tour. No, because that's this. And and then I'm glad you put, you brought that up because I wrote a story on alldolphins.com about that very topic. Because if that gave you an idea that. Tua's change. He's a little more edgy. He's like, I don't know, stepping out, whatever. I don't. This is me trying to hack hip or something, whatever. Um, that he's changing. To me, that all disappeared when he was asked a question: "Was what would it mean to you to be named NFL MVP?" And what did he say? I don't care about that. I want to win the Super Bowl. And that's what. That's the essence of Tua, who is one and one of his. Most redeeming qualities, he is the ultimate team player. And just like yeah. Connor Williams did, like it's my fault on the snap. To a pre, I mean, beat him to it before that. Yeah, everybody you ask is going to take responsibility. Mike McDaniel took responsibility. Connor Williams. And, 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 I, and I said that, but it's still, it still, it, it extends beyond that. Tour is always, when they do well, it's always the team's doing great. Everybody's yes. going apart. When I mean, they not is, do well, it's my fault. Everything's my responsibility. And, and that's true. That's true. Um, it, no, it, it, no, but that's what, that's what a good quarterback, good leader does. Okay. You get, you, when you make the $200 million contract, it is all on you. Now, not if Cedric Wilson's running the wrong route and you have to adjust at the last second, then no, it's not, it's not on you. Hey, Tyree runs route, wrong route all the time and two adjusts and makes a touchdown. So the, I don't want those excuses. I, I don't need yeah, that. Good. Uh, you, don't make him sound like he's superhuman. Sometimes it happens that he can make the adjustment at the last second and it's not on him, but it's a good leader who's going to say, that's on me. Listen, I think the hair, the tattoo, 
it's Tua being more comfortable in his own skin, figuring out who he is, creating, and there is an edge to him. It, there's, think about this. He's doing this on the first week that there's hard knocks. This is how the national, this is how the national, this is how the nation, a national program, is going to see you. Is that that's that's serious? That that's that's this is who I am, and he's cornrowed Tua. He's also here's the thing though. He's also getting older. Yeah, his career has done nothing but progress in a positive way. Yeah, he's also now he's he's been married for what a year year and a half now. Uh, Tua, he's on his second baby. Correct. On I didn't I didn't do it on the second baby. Yeah, he's, she's pregnant. You didn't know that? I, I uh, maybe I don't. Uh, so it's I mean it's I mean part she, of, it's not baby's not here. She's, well, no, no, I, I got that. Uh, but it's part of the evolution, and and it didn't just start this year. Because you remember the term "salty tour" started last off season, not this year. Absolutely. So, um, we get one thing we have to address is Devon Achan. He's coming back. He looks good. He looks like the same old Achan, fast, elusive, got the speed. Um, that's something that I'm very curious. I think he's definitely going to be in the lineup, um, especially with what's going on with Raheem Mostert. I think he's definitely going to return to having a, a, a prominent role. Um, and this is also a great opportunity for Jeff Wilson to step up because Savon Achman's got a rib injury as well. So that's something that's new to us and we got to figure that out. And um, right now I'm a little bit concerned about the Dolphins backfield because um, as you pointed out to me so eloquently, um, the Raiders are what, 29th against the run? 28th or 29th, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, that sounds like a recipe to run the damn ball, um, especially when you've got a guy like Max Crosby on the other side. You want to make sure that you, he's being um, passive as opposed to being aggressive, and that means run at him. So it'll be interesting to see what the game plan is, but obviously it's going to be good. HN has to be activated on Saturday. I fully believe that he will be unless there's a setback. Let's just hope this offensive line can open up some holes and create some running lanes for him. Completely agree. And no, Mike McDaniel was asked at his press conference today, is like, is he going to assume a, a normal workload? Are you going to have him on a pitch count and all that? And as Mike would say, speaking very eloquently and very, oh, how can I put this delicately? Um, expounding thoroughly on the question, basically the bottom line was that he's going to see how it goes and doesn't want to make any predictions, which obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's Wednesday. We got our yeah, full. But if the, if the right. dude is right, if the dude is right after what he showed you before he got hurt, he's, he's got twelve point one yards per carry average. He well, was the second yeah, leading rusher in the NFL when he got injured, and he'd only played four. He'd only played really three games because right. he got one carry for five yards in in the fourth game that he participated in. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he does when he's unleashed. I'm also curious about Braxton Berrios and uh, Chase Claypool. Uh, Braxton Berrios didn't practice this week. We saw him in the locker room. He looks fine. It looks like to me he might practice tomorrow, might be on that on, on that Thursday plan. I don't know about Chase Claypool, but um, Braxton Berrios, if he doesn't play, River Craycraft is going to have to step up. Mike McDaniel was really um, um, praising River Craigcraft for the amount of work that he put in, hard work. River also is one of the best blockers on the team. That's according to Tyreek Hill, one of the best blocking receivers. And he also knows all three positions on the, on the, on the offense. So 
um, no matter what they do or where they move, River Craycraft will know his assignment. So, but to me, the curious thing is who handles the kickoff and punt returns if uh, Braxton Barrios is not allowed to play. Said would take care of the punt returns, in mm. my hum in my humble opinion. And who handles kickoff? That one's a little trickier. Um, Noah Benagany's been using that rule. Oh, sorry, he's no longer on the team. Sorry. Um, well, let's let's start with the premise that there's, does it really matter? I mean, everything's a touchback, and if it's not a touchback, have somebody who can catch the ball, maybe Cedric Wilson again, and just tell him fair catch anything that's yeah, uh, obviously for the play. So I, I think you also have Savan Ahmed. You have some Jeff Wilson. I think a number of guys have ha have been able to handle that role. So I think they'll be fine, um, especially against this opponent, which is the Raiders. Um, even though I'm not taking the Raiders lightly um i i think that you need to focus on being able to keep guys healthy and get them into december at, at so you can be peaking at the right time which mike mcdaniel has hammered into my brain yeah and no i know i hear you but to me it's always been more about let's not have aggravation re-aggravation of injuries like they did with and they learned if he didn't already know it, he learned like an even like a bitter lesson with Connor Williams when he played against the Giants and aggravated, and then he lost him for two more weeks, and he's certainly not about to do that with other players. Um, and the interesting thing with the Raiders, I caught like a little snippet of Antonio Pierce's press conference today. Uh, so apparently their plan was to be in Orlando throughout the week to practice. Mm -hmm. Not exactly sure why. Um, Get used to the heat and humidity. It's so what happened to the plan? Is it's it's, it's mid-November and it's pouring. So I, I mean, it was it was like in the seventies today. I, but he, Antonio Pierce nixed those plans, and he was talking about he's already packed the run defense. Sorry, the running game and the defense because those things always travel. That was that was his good line. Um, but I just. I look at that team offensively. Aiden O'Connell's their, their, you know, their quarterback. Three of their last four games, they've scored 16 points or less. Mm, they've still got the best receiver and running back combo in the NFL, so I think that gives you a chance. And one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. That those are three major components. Yes, you don't have the quarterback, but I think you can figure it out and find a way. Which means they're probably going to be a dangerous team. Is that is this where I pull out my stat about the Dolphins as double digit favorites this year? Go and for last it. year. Go for it. Well, I forget now because they've. I think they're now what six and zero or seven and zero. No, six and zero. That's against the spread. Forget the record. Against the spread, they cover every time. Uh, it happened this year that against Carolina, they were double digit favorites. Mm -hmm. Against the Giants, they were double digit favorites. I don't remember. I don't believe they were double digit favorites against Denver, even though they would have covered very easily. Um, those are the only home games that they've had, uh, but they've, they've taken care of their business even after falling behind 14, I think against Carolina. So, uh, I, 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 I am not one to poo poo a game and this is where the dolphins also have been very good because they've taken they, care of business at home. They, correct. Well, no, forget taking care of business. If you look at their losses, I mean, they have not lost to a team that currently has a losing record. And I don't know if any other team in the NFL can say that because the Eagles loss was against the Jets who currently are under 500 and Kansas city lost to Denver, which currently is under 500. Yeah. So they've been, the Dolphins have been very, very good at beating the teams 
that they overmatch in terms of talent. Yeah. So, so uh, anything in, else stand out from the Mike McDaniel? No. Nope. And I got to go because I got a spazzing out toddler. So I definitely appreciate everybody for watching and listening. You can find all our work on alldolphins.com. Um, we will be back tomorrow to wrap up Thursday's contact padded practice and give you the latest on whether or not guys return. And coordinator Thursday also. Coordinator Thursday, where you get to hear Vic Fangio and Frank Smith's um, musing and, and telling us their their tales about their defense, which Vic's defense is picking up. Twelve Number 12, can they get into the top 10? We shall see against uh, struggling uh, Las Vegas Raiders. On that note, we're out. We will see you tomorrow. Alldolphins.com. Like, subscribe, share with a friend. We'll see you tomorrow. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.